0: GMGM, GM, everyone, BGBG BG, people of Web3, that is basically the way how we do it in Web3 space here in Europe. I'm extremely happy to have everyone on the weekly episode of Origins XYZ, the Web3 show about the origins of the biggest OGs in the space with, you know, this European touch. We're live every Tuesday. And as always, I'm your host, Nikki. I want to remind everyone that this space with amazing guest Sandy, will be recorded. So you'll have a chance to listen to your favorite part later on or even to tune in from some of your favorite podcast platforms. Nevertheless, make sure that you share the space right now because we are live. Sandy, as I already said before we started the spaces, I am really excited to have you on the show. It's been a while in making and finally on the Halloween, you are here. So, hey, hey, once again.
1: Hey, hey, great to talk to you. Great to chat for sure. And happy Halloween. Did you dress up this weekend?
0: Not yet, not yet, but, uh, you know, the night is just coming here in Paris, so I have some big plans for today, for sure.
1: Oh, that's cool. Well, I dressed up like a cowgirl for one of my parties, and then for my other party, I dressed up, we had... um... All of us dressed like Barbies, so all me and my girlfriends dressed up like Barbies <laughs> in honor of the Barbie. I guess this in was, honor this of was the, the best
0: one, yeah. Uh, no, no cans, no cans, <laughs> only Barbies, no cans at all.
1: It was really cool, but it was so funny to see how many people were dressed up like Barbie this year. Tons of people.
0: I mean, it's either Barbie or Oppenheimer. One yeah. of those two. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> Sandy, I know that throughout these years there has been many occasions where we have seen each other, where, we, where our passes crossed, but there was no occasion when we actually sat down and had a proper chat. So I decided, why don't we do it online, first of all, in a very that 3 friendly way, and hopefully... I know that soon enough we're gonna see each other in person. We're gonna have even more topics to discuss, but today's show is all about you. All about you and your personal brand, your vision, your thesis around this battery space, specifically taking into account that we are basically ending this interesting uncommon year in crypto space, in Web3 space. We can say it's the very first bear market in NFT market for sure. And the way how I would love to start our conversation today is to ask you to give an overview for the whole Web3 space, the whole blockchain and crypto ecosystem uh, for this 2023. How do you name this year, how do you feel during this year? Is it actually builders here during the bear market? Is it something different for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say this year, we really ended on a lot of um, pivots in the market overall, and people looking to add more value for their users. So I think there was a lot of building, I would characterize it as build and pivot. We saw a lot of people, you know, trying to decide where their value was for their users and how they could optimize that in the market. Um, For example, let's take a look at Pudgy. Um, You know, Pudgy Penguins was doing really well at the NFT space, but they also added a business with their plushies, which were in real life items, that they could also sell that linked to the digital world. Um, For us here at Unstoppable Domains, we found that we had a lot of Web2 users. And so we added to our portfolio, not just selling Web3 digital identity, but also Web3 enabling Web2 digital identity. Um, And you saw Polygon. Polygon added a lot of zero proof to what they were doing as one of their hottest areas. So they doubled down on something that was super hot for them. Um, really not emphasizing as much the Web 2 work that they had been doing, but more of zero proof, which was an infrastructure play to uh, provide to the to the uh, users. So I think what, what we'll look back on in 2023 is a year of build and pivot, in my view.
0: And I know that... Recently, there has been some huge news out there at Unstoppable, specifically about .com, the main introduction, which we're going to talk a bit later today. But to summarize what you just said, you feel like this year has been a bit more about bringing this Web2 part of the ecosystem to Web3, build, building this bridge, building this educational way of onboarding people. Am I right?
1: I think so. Or pivoting in a way that adds the most value to your users that you can possibly bring to the table. Yes, I would say that's absolutely true.
0: Can we dive a bit deeper into some specific aspects? Because when people are asking me about Web3 Space, Web3 Space is so diversified, right? You have blockchain the basis the main technology on one side you have crypto as the payment method on the other side you have nft technology that is bringing ip rights to web2 web3 world that is helping people to create some communities out there you also have digital identity so web3 space itself consists of different layers that help each other to grow up, but there are some bases. And I do believe that during this 2023 current year, these bases were shaped a lot. Shaped by the market conditions, shaped by all these media headlines, all this craziness and madness that was going on in media that crypto is dead, NFTs are dead, nothing is happening in the Web3 space. So Can you dive a bit deeper into some of the main parts of Web3 and how they have evolved throughout 2023? Or maybe on the other side, what was the downgrade on their side? Because I do believe it's always about both sides, what Mm -hmm. was happening in the Web3 space this year.
1: Yeah, so, I um, you know, the Web3 space, I think the basis of Web3 is, if you look at it as a layer cake, is always blockchain. Um, everything in Web3 is built on top of the chain. And so if we talk about blockchain, we saw tremendous usage increase in blockchain, not just from Web2 companies, but I looked up the other day, Nikki, how many Web2 companies are now hiring for blockchain developers to get some of the value of scale, programmability, authenticity that the blockchain brings to the table. I think a really big push in blockchain in 2023 actually came from artificial intelligence. You know, everybody's talking about Gen AI and, and AI and what's happening there. And in my mind, as I see what's the, you know, the, the output of that, one of the big things that AI brought to the table is this concept of a deep fake, right? It's where somebody fakes you out. They have a picture of something or they have a video of something that's not true, but it's so good. It's such a good um, copy that everybody thinks that it is the real thing. And so if you think about those deep fakes, How do you guard against it, right? Because there are really sophisticated AI solutions out there. Um, And so blockchain can really help to validate what is true and immutable data. So if your identity exists on the chain, then you can use that to validate information about yourselves and others. Um, You could sign a piece of content about yourselves to validate that that content is real, um, and that technology exists today. And I think it's really pushing forward um, blockchain. So on um, sitting on top of blockchain is digital identity, which I think is another core element of Web3. And digital identity is simply the way you showcase yourself in the digital world. Um, and the difference between a digital identity and Web3 and Web2 is that in Web3, your digital identity belongs to you and all of the data in that digital identity also belongs to you. So unlike Web 2, where you could go sign into Twitter, now X, and you know, tweet away, all that data, though, isn't yours. It actually belongs to X. Um, and we saw that very clearly when they rebranded and they took someone's identity, which was X, they took that identity away from them. And they gave it, it was to Elon Musk, uh, right?
0: I, I was I was discussing with some of my friends like a couple of weeks ago. That was crazy, right? This is some something unfair, and this is something that in twenty twenty three you would never think that people are gonna do like this. And this is so so transparent, right? You can see what, how, why has been done. It's so crazy, it's wow, just wow.
1: It is, and you know the hard the the bad thing is the poor guy. Um, You know, he escalated, he got on other forms of of social media, he begged everybody to help him, and it happened for a couple of days. And then everybody forgot about it. Right. And so um, that to me shows that your identity is not your own identity in the web two world, it belongs to someone else. Well, in web three, your identity belongs to you, you own it. And you get to shape it too. It's not just that like LinkedIn, you go up there and you say words about yourself, a um, Web3 identity, you actually have verifiable and credential data. So let me give you an example of that. Um, so I was, uh, you know, if you think about LinkedIn, you can see your education on LinkedIn. But you and I both put that out there. And LinkedIn has come back and said 34% of people who post something on LinkedIn about their education, that education is actually not their school. So they may say, hey, I went to Harvard, 34% of people, a third of people actually did not go to Harvard, but there's no way to verify that in the Web 2 world. Well, in Web 3, you have what's called a soul-bound token that lives in your digital identity. And that token can't be moved or changed, and so it can prove that you actually went to that university and you actually have that diploma. And so people actually view the value of that digital identity being far greater than Web2 because it's authentic and it showcases who you are as well as it's yours, right? So you can trust it as well.
0: I really like this word trust when it comes to Web3 space. And this is something <laughs> that I would not say that we achieved a new level of trust in the Web3 space during 2023, but what I can say, and I will say, people who were in the space for at least a couple of years, at least one, preferably two cycles already, those people start valuing the word trust and transparency much more, right? Before that, you were minting, you, I mean, the Web3 audience, general audience, were minting NFTs Just everywhere. Whenever you hear that there is some hype or there is some opportunity to make money without even doing your own research, we're connecting ledgers, we're minting, we're uh, boosting, we're hyping, blah, blah, blah. Right now, when the whole market is in a very poor sentiment, poor sentiment in terms of return, poor sentiment in terms of how many different fakes out there fake accounts fake projects rug pulls people start doing their own research people start paying some attention paying some time to performing the preliminary analysis and research before doing specific set of steps and i do believe that the word trust is something that Soon enough, Web3 will be associated. I cannot say that it's associated right now. Would you agree with me?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. I think, you know, here's the way I would say it. I would say that trust uh, and the element of trust has risen in what people are looking for. Um, I was just doing some research this weekend and MIT did a study and found that 81% of people now value trust more than they did before in dealing with a brand or in dealing with something that has to do with artificial intelligence. Trust has been elevated. And trust has many elements to it. You know, one is that you say you're going to do something, you do it. You say you did something, like I went to the Super Bowl or I, I graduated from Harvard, that that's real and true about you. Um, I think a lot of people felt really, I think was quite interesting because it showed that 2.5 million people believed that that picture of the Pope in the puffer jacket was real and they got fooled. And so it was something simple, but I think it really resonated on trust for the community as a whole. So I think blockchain really helps us overall with trust, really helps us to dive into what is trusted and what is not. And people now are looking for proof of what's true. They're not just gonna believe you anymore. They really wanna know how how do you know that this is true or how do you know that this is real?
0: Which, in my opinion, and I know that you're gonna agree as well, is a very right to becoming mature in this space, making sure that this space is not only about money, not only about hype, but it's actually built by people for people, having some use case and having some future use cases for more brands and more individuals to join this space. I do believe that the topic of trust and transparency, at least the fundamentals of what has been done in Web3 space in 2023, we have just covered. What about crypto? I know that you are also doing some research on crypto market, analyzing what is going out there. What is your overall sentiment for crypto? Do you believe that the whole bear market that right now has been lasting for two years is over and we're on the verge to go up. Do you believe it's still too early to cheer or what is your sentiment around crypto? What is your sentiment around other web free participants paying too much or maybe too little attention to what is going on on the crypto market?
1: Well, um, so we, we, To be honest, we don't look at crypto as much because for us, you know, your digital identity can be tied to a wallet, but it doesn't have to be. I do know that Bitcoin is getting ready to half again, I think in April of 2024. And that's typically when Bitcoin goes up again. But um, for us, we are, you know, we're providing people choice. So if you go on, let's say, on Unstoppable, you know, you can buy your domain, you can buy it with crypto, you can buy it with a credit card, you can pay PayPal for it. And we just brought that capability for .eth too, because we found that more and more people are looking to participate, but maybe not pay with crypto. So we added the ability to buy your .eth without crypto as well. So I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen in the crypto market. I do know a lot of my friends are looking at the having a Bitcoin that will happen coming up and that that could be an interesting interesting time to look at it, but I don't have any secret sauce around crypto right now.
0: I really love how transparent and straightforward you are answering the questions. One topic that I know is very close to you personally is in real-life events, in real-life activations. I know that throughout this year, you have been speaking on stages non-stop. I know that you have been at almost all the biggest conferences out there representing the company, representing the voice of the VAT3 space. Do you believe that this year, during the bear market, when people are typically saying that... Bear market is for builders, it is a time when we quietly build for the next bull market. This narrative around the importance of gathering together at in-real-life events, sharing the news and trends that are happening out there became stronger and more important. Or do you believe that we actually need less conferences and less gatherings right now? uh because it's becoming so look alike the same people the same questions the same panels everywhere what is your take (laughs) on it through the lens of the year of 2023
1: (laughs) well i would say that there are so many conferences that you could be a professional conference goer in web3 so i think that there are a lot of conferences, maybe too many conferences, and I'm seeing a lot of them consolidate now and, and really uh, hone or focus on a particular topic or you know, skip right now. So I think there's probably too many, Nikki, that would be my take. Um, and I, but I would say this at the same time, there's nothing that replaces in, life, in real life connection points. You know, really getting out there and chatting to people in person, getting to know them in person. I just think there's nothing that replaces that ever um, in an environment. So, if you need enough conferences so people can meet each other and get to know each other and then do real business together versus doing really superficial announcements that are just, you know, press releases with no content behind it. So, I think there has to be a balance, but I do think. Oh my God, Nikki! I think I went to a conference every other week um, last year. I paired that way back this year, and
0: that's what I feel. And I w- that's what I feel. Yeah. That's why I, I really wanted to ask you this question because I just had eleven stages in the month of September in less oh, than four weeks, wow. and I felt I felt really overwhelmed. I felt exhausted but at the same time i enjoyed it i wouldn't do it in case i wouldn't enjoy i wouldn't want to do it so it's always a question from both sides so i want to hear from your perspective do we need so many events do we actually need to see basically the same people every week every month or do you feel that Soon enough, there will be a couple of main events, one in Paris, one in London, one in New York, one in L.A., and uh, all the other events won't be that relevant.
1: Yeah, I think think it'll kind of go down to like the Web2 chug, to be honest, where you're going to have several events. Like, you know, if you look at the ETH events, ETH events are really focused on developers. And I think they're really honing in on which ones are really powerful. Most people would say Denver and Paris are your two big ETH events. I think the same thing is happening for NFT. Like everybody would tell you NFT Paris and NFT New York are probably your two big ones. Um, For Asia, it's token. So I think you're starting to see that now. And I think people are voting with their feet and their pocketbook about where they're going um, and I think a lot of these other ones will start to pare down or either just be their local community, right? I don't think there's anything wrong with having local events and have local people get to know each other too, right? This is not just a global game, but a local game as well.
0: Feels like it's really good that you mentioned a couple of these biggest players like NFT Paris. Actually, I do believe... This is the way how we are going to start our year in 2024. I want to give some shout-out to both Com and Alexander as well as the whole team out there. 18,000 people were gathered together during two days of February earlier this year. So I do believe starting a year, and I'm already talking about 2024... Mid of February of next year, starting the year with the bank is the very right way. You have this rest around Christmas, around New Year. You are starting the year from the new beginning, new ideas. You want to see new market highs for both NFTs, crypto, and having the event where you can not just connect with the same people you see everywhere, but actually see new faces feels pretty good. As well as NFT NYC, which will follow just two months after, which is April uh, 4, 5, and 6 of the next year. I totally agree with you that it will be less event where the quality is going to dominate the quantity. And I feel this is something that we faced ourselves during 2023 that perhaps less event doesn't mean worse events. It means that you're gathering with a specific mission, you're preparing more for this event, because you know for the next couple of weeks or a couple of months there won't be anything that relevant for you, for your community. So I should totally agree with you on this point. Maybe you can also share with us some of your favorite moments coming from crypto and Web3 events this year, because as you just mentioned, you were presenting almost every week throughout the whole year. And trust me, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot. I have to say, well, I mean, I would say each event had, um, special moments in it. Um, so I think if you took, let's, let's do the last big event I was at, which was token 2049. Um, the the thing I was so impressed with t- token 2049 was the the difference in the market feel um, when you went to 2049 you did not feel like there was a bear market uh, lots of deals being done you know crypto has a different acceptance there web3 people are really proud of web3 and you don't have to explain it <laughs> um, in that in that part of the world, right? Asia has really adopted what's going on in the space. And so I felt a real energy, a real pride of being in Web3 um, and a real desire to do more deals and to partner together to make the ecosystem stronger. So the entire energy of that event was super high and um, enthusiastic, optimistic about the future. Um, I would say when I went to Abu Dhabi and Dubai, I felt the same exuberance. And there it was a little different because it wasn't just from companies, but it was also from the government. So you saw the government being extremely active in what was happening in Abu Dhabi around web three and the metaverse and Uh, Dubai and the metaverse and I don't know if you just saw the announcement yesterday with Saudi Arabia investing 50 million in a new metaverse so they are
0: I haven't seen actually but that makes me extremely bullish That during the bear market when people are quiet, people are afraid the main parties that are that should be the most interested and should be the most vital for the mass adoption talking about institutional investors i'm talking about traditional brands that are actually taking some actions out there so i'm really bullish on news like this
1: yeah i think and it was it's just fascinating because you know they're building um nikki They're building whole schools around Web3 and the metaverse, Um, you know, just like they did before around uh, AI, even before AI was AI. They're building whole universities and schools for blockchain coders and how to exercise spatial computing in the metaverse. And so they're really doing a lot of investment. So I believe the events that I was in in the Asia markets and the Middle East were all a different feel, a different tone, more government support, not even support, but pulling gasoline on the fire to get things really grooving and moving in the regions. Um, I think in the U.S., we started to see a lot of tampering down of that. I know consensus I went to Consensus; it was an excellent event, and they brought in Web2 brands to talk about how they were using Web3 but I still felt like it was, you know, we're using Web3 now with AI. So AI had started to already creep in and kind of take away the story, especially with all of the, you know, clampdowns from the SEC, you just saw a bit of nervousness about what you could do, what you can't do, how you can do it, just a change in the, um, in the attitude and the, And the drive and a lot of people kind of backing away from like not many people said the M word, right? It was all spatial computing, no longer metaverse. Uh, It was really interesting to me, I think, to, to take a look at how it was happening. And then I would say ECC, I went to ECC as well. In Paris, always a great event. You know, the developers are always going to build but I think with the business leaders, I felt the same kind of anxiousness that i felt in the u.s not the exuberance that i felt in the middle east or in asia around the space more of a we've got to wait and see like what the eu regulations are going to do and what the u.s regulations are going to do more kind of waiting on um you know the government than anything else so that would be kind of my take by region what what do you think do you agree i,
0: I, I... Totally, I totally agree with you. And this is something that I have been sharing with my friends from the U.S., from that side of Web3, whether it's MadMitBat Mad, from NFT Now, whether it's fruit from Rag Radio. Those people who haven't been in Europe a couple of years ago, and you know that, like for example, the very first time Farouk came to Europe, specifically for Web3 side of his business was last December. So it's even less than a year ago during NFT open event, uh, not NFT ledger open event here in Paris. And after that, they have been to all the biggest European Web3 events, NFT Paris, uh, NFC Lisbon. Uh, They're right now in Amsterdam at Met AMS. So I feel like the US part of that 3 ecosystem is getting a bit bored, a bit overwhelmed. Nothing new is happening there. So we need to look for new markets, for new builders. And talking about new markets and new builders, I'm really positively shocked with how actively the Asian market is growing. And you just mentioned a couple of events out there. Let's take, for example, Korean Blockchain Week that happened just two months ago out there. One of the biggest events in the world, one of the best events based on feedback, based on events that were happening. And it feels like even though Web3 space in Asia has been there for years right now, but we, people from Europe, people from the US, who haven't been out there, we were not aware of what was happening there. And I know that Asia is growing strongly. Asia is growing quickly. So I actually wanted to hear your take. Do you believe that Web3 Asia is going to be this next boom? Do you believe that Web3 Gaming, NFTs crypto mass adoption and even in real life events interaction is going to be powered by some activities coming from asia because this is exactly what i see right now
1: i do i think asia and the middle east actually um and maybe even africa nikki i forgot africa because africa is growing really strong as well and i think people are underestimating What's happening in Africa, the number of skill sets that are going to be in Africa. Um, I just read an article that said that by 2035, there'll be more tech skill in Africa than any other continent. Just pause and think about that for a second. By 2035, so a little over 10 years away, there'll be more tech skill in Africa than any other continent. Um, so I do.
0: Th- this is huge. It's huge, right? When you actually understand this stats, this is huge.
1: Yeah, and I also feel that um, that it's going to be quite interesting. Um, you know, just as you as you think about it, and you look at it, how this is going to impact um, the space, because. Africa, you know, Africa sh- skipped over like the desktop and went straight to mobile. And Africa also went straight to crypto, right? They, because they had so many unbanked, a lot of them went straight over to crypto too. So I'm anxious to see the impact that this will have on our world economics as we see them grow, as well as the Middle East and Asia in these spaces that, you know, for us are so important. Um, to have them take the lead in regulation is kind of a first of a kind. We've really never seen that before, right? It's usually Silicon Valley or the EU who really steps in and takes the lead.
0: This is huge. And this is interesting. I do believe Africa is so undervalued right now because People are not studying what is happening in Africa that much. People are mainly focused on what is going on around the U.S., around Central Europe, where all this hype, where all these institutions are supporting crypto space, supporting battery space. But a lot of these smaller regions, let's say less developed regions, that we're not tracking every day, they are the ones who are going to surprise us very soon there is the ones who are going to make this splash in the market so i'm really excited to hear about what is happening out there in the upcoming years because i do believe a lot of these regions will be activated or reactivated in the upcoming years one thing that you have been mentioning throughout the whole spaces here today uh, are interesting facts numbers stats and i do believe that once you have the whole picture of the space how the space is developing which regions are performing, underperforming overperforming, where are the new players you have a better a well equipped way to build your thesis around web 3 space around blockchain itself and I know that one of the channels that actually help you to develop this skill which is so amazing in your case, Senia, I just want to say that I really appreciate you always using this facts and genuinely care about this space, being knowledgeable, not just because you need to, but actually because you want to. One of the ways how you make sure that you're always at the top of the game is by writing for Forbes. I actually myself have been contributing to Forbes for... Four years now, I have uh, around 15 articles all around three ecosystem, digital fashion, digital collectibles, mm. NFTs, and I know that you have a lot of interesting pieces out there as well. Can you walk us a bit through this thought process whenever you come with a new article? Where do you get the inspiration? Why do you write about this or that specific topic? And... Do you believe that you're writing in a very Web2-centric media, Forbes, has very little to do with Web3, even though they have uh, Forbes crypto out there, but still, it's not Cointelegraph, it's not uh, Coin Media or whatsoever. It's a very traditional media. Do you believe that you, me, and other creators writing about Web3 ecosystem out there and sharing this complicated topic in a simple words with general audience would somehow boost this mass adoption in the upcoming years?
1: Well, that's a lot of questions. So let me see if I can break it apart. So where do I get my inspiration? Um, so I am a creative, um, I consider myself a creator and it's, this is one of the outlets that I use to express my creativity is writing on Forbes. Um, in fact, my last article, it's done crazy good. And the article was entitled Taylor Swift's Direct to Fan Engagement Embraces Web3 Principles. So she's not using Web3, but everything she's doing, her disruption, empowering content creators, owning her audience with, you know, that relationship um, is all what Web3 stands for. And um I see that really popping up or bubbling up as we move forward in the business to really, um, you know, be able to become something relatable, right? Like everybody loves Taylor Swift. I can't tell you, once I published this article, how many Swifties came out of hiding men and women. And they said that the article really related to them because they understood what Taylor Swift was doing how she was now selling her music directly to the fans, just like we want creators with NFTs to directly sell to their fans. Um, owning the relationship, which means owning your content and owning your data, which we've talked about earlier. They like the way that, you know, I explained it in a Taylor Swift kind of way. Um, that really empowered them to understand the web three space. So what I try to do in my articles and Forbes is try to find something that is very relatable, like Taylor Swift, but put the understanding of the ethos of the web three on it. Because you know, what we've done Nikki is we've made up like all these words, right? Minting NFT, not digital collectible. It has to be NFT. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Staking. I mean, everything is a new word, right? That you have to learn over again. So, in order to get the mainstream to really understand what you're doing, you have to put it in their language, right? Um, so, one example is, you know, we were chatting about, um, you know, uh, NFT ticketing. Well, why don't why don't we just talk about having something that, if you own a, you know, a part of Taylor Swift's fan club. If you own a Swifty fan club pass, then you get into her events. Well, that's the same thing as owning an NFT and doing token gating. It's just an easier way to explain it or to understand what's going on. Um, And so that's kind of the, the way that I try to write these articles. My inspiration comes a lot. You know, my daughters are big Taylor Swift fans. And I was just, you know, studying. We went to a concert. I don't know if you've ever been to a Taylor Swift concert.
0: I'm actually waiting for the <sighs> one to be here in Paris which is next year in May so it's a lot of waiting for me but I, I get I get the feelings, I get the emotions that you're sharing here with us. Yeah,
1: it's a, uh, and you know I went with my daughters and uh, of course, you know, they were just crazy. I think they bought, I don't know, $300. They saved up their money to get t-shirts and hats and everything um, but she's very personal in the in the show. She comes right out into the audience. Her show is really a big marketing extravaganza. Um, You mostly can't hear her sing because all the young ladies are singing to her songs. It's it's a moment. I mean, you have to experience it to understand what she's done. And so many of those elements are, I think, what drives us in Web3 as well. So anyway, that's kind of what I try to do with the articles. I can't always come up with a great analogy like Taylor Swift, for example. But, um, but you know, some of these things I think are really fascinating as we're, you know, as we're looking at, um, you know, what's happening in the marketplace and what's happening out there. Uh, the other article that I wrote for Forbes that did really well was an article about how to use blockchain with AI. And that was another good, relatable article because everybody right now is so fascinated with AI, right? Uh, It's like, go where the shiny object goes. And so everybody right now is chasing AI. Well, the big issue right now with AI is deep fakes. And so I leveraged that article to shape why um, or how blockchain can help with deep fakes as well, which got me tons of emails from people really wanting to understand how that could work and how we can move forward you know in that space as well
0: i feel you and i really like the way how you find this inspiration how you educate people with something that is happening in that space something that is relevant something that is simple for them to understand even with this example of taylor swift and uh example of ai example of deepfakes like everything that is happening around us and how it can be connected or is already connected to the blockchain to the web 3 space with that being said i know that you specifically together with unstoppable team have achieved a lot in the last year i know that you made this distinguishment between web 2 and web 3 Even smaller, you made this bridge for people to better understand and learn about Web3, even sometimes without realizing that they are in Web3. And as I mentioned before, one of the biggest news that just recently happened to Unstoppable is the introduction of .com domain. And when I say recently, it's basically yesterday. It's basically been 24 hours since the introduction of this big news Can we talk a bit about it?
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, um, you know, if you think about um, this space, Web3 domains represent your digital identity in Web3. I actually posted up to the top um, the uh, kind of a picture of what your Web3 digital identity looks like. And... um, I think it's really important to know that there are elements in there that are so valued by Web 2 and Web 3. One of the things that Web 3, though, does today, because it doesn't link with a DNS, you can't use it for a centralized website. You can use it for a decentralized website. So a lot of people are looking for, you know, sandy.nft to resolve to a centralized website. So we decided that we would start where customers are and meet our customers where they are today, which is in the Web2 world. In the Web2 world, that's obviously .com. So we made the announcement that we would start selling .com on our site and over time that we would Web3 enable those .com domains to be digital identities in Web3. So, what does that mean? Well, first of all, obviously if you have a com, you can use it for that website that we just talked about. So let's just use um nikki.com. I can take nikki.com and I can use that to create a Nikki.com website. But now when I Web3 enable that, I can also create that digital identity with Nikki.com, which would have in it things that symbolized my brand that were authentic. And that could be soul bound, i.e. no one could take those away from me. My diploma, for example, that I could prove that I went to that school or I went to the, the Super Bowl and I can prove that I went to the Super Bowl. Um, also, the ability to take that dot com and to use it as a crypto wallet so that then I could use Nikki dot com to pay for things as well. And so that was the whole kind of point of the announcement was kind of baby step one, which is selling .dot com, and then over time, Web three enabling those .dot com domains.
0: It's very logical and it's very straightforward, especially that .dot com is, is the main station for Web one and Web two, basically this iconic keyword, iconic domain, in this case, for the whole internet era. And I do believe this is very logical to bring it also to Web3 space. Once again, repeating myself to make sure that people who are about to join Web3 space, they are not too much overwhelmed. They don't see this huge difference between both spaces and they can get into it gradually, step by step. What else can we expect from Unstoppable and Sandy specifically till the end of this year? It's exactly two months till New Year. It's exactly two more months in 2023. Mm -hmm. I know. So what are your plans? What can people in the audience expect from you in the upcoming months, Sandy?
1: Well, we're going to continue to – we will continue to have core and key partnerships as we go forward. I can't tell you specifically what's ones, obviously, because that will be revealing the news. But for us, we believe that um, utility is greater than hype. So the more value we can provide to the users, the more – um, the more integrations that we can do, the more power that we can bring as well to everyone in the space. So each integration, and when I talk about integration, I mean <clears throat> excuse me, like we integrated with Skiff that brought us um, encrypted email, or we integrated with Opera that brought us the ability to use a decentralized website. Um, or we've integrated with 173 crypto wallets so that you can use your domain as a crypto address to buy stuff, for example. So new, uh, lots of new integrations that will be coming up, which I think will be really cool. Um, we will be delivering that Web3 enabled Web2. I can't say if it's in the next two months or not, but we'll be working and building on that as we go forward. And then we've got some other really cool things. We typically do a BOGO sale on Cyber Monday, which is usually uh, really well sought after, and just some other things to help celebrate all the core holidays that we have coming up as well. So you can see a lot of interesting and good things uh, that you'll see in that as well.
0: A lot is coming in the upcoming months, and I would not expect anything less from such an energetic and passionate person as you, Sandy, But I cannot end this space without asking you the very important question. What is the plan for you for 2024? And maybe before answering what is the plan, you can give us some thought. What is your thesis for the next year in Web3 space? Do you believe that we're going to see more traditional brands and companies joining the space? Do you believe that AI is going to have more integration and more, uh, bigger role in the whole Web3 space, or do you have any other predictions that, let's say in a year from now, when I have you back on Origins XYZ, we can take a look and decide whether it happened or not? What is your thesis for year 2024 for the Web3 space?
1: Yeah. So, a couple of things that I think are going to happen in twenty twenty four. One, I think that digital identity will become more and more important as we go forward. So, meaning that, <clears throat> meaning that um, it's important today, but I think people will start to really value owning your own identity, owning your own um, data, I think a lot of that will come and become even more and more and more powerful as we move forward. So I do think that that is going to be um, something that's really important uh, as we move forward. I also think that blockchain will become more important in um, the acceptance of artificial intelligence ensuring that people know what's real and what's fake I think will become interesting so that'll be number two and number three will be I'll see more interoperability in the world web two to web three domains or digital identity Um, the development of blockchain embedded in web two so more of that interoperability that will occur I think will also happen in 2024 So those would be my big three predictions for 2024.
0: And those are huge. And those are something that we are expecting to happen soon in the space. If we want the space to be more mature, if we want the space to have even bigger role in the real world out there. Sandy, I have a feeling that with builders and believers like you, who make these crazy ideas and something that... Seemed such a common for us even a couple of months or years ago making this into reality was people like you this space is very and very safe and i want to give you huge respect once again for not just everything you've done in this space but specifically everything you have been doing throughout year 2023 because it was tough year. It was a challenging year for the industry in general. A lot of companies went down. A lot of people who were some of the biggest influencers, some of the biggest builders gave up. But you've never shown a sign of giving up and stopping. On the other side, you have been building and doing even more. So I have enormous amount of respect for you and the whole unstoppable team and it was nothing but pleasure to have you here on origins xyz and have this energetic conversation with you because it's something it was really energetic it was really knowledgeable
1: well thanks for having me everybody knows your podcast and your twitter space and nikki thank you so much you were a great host had great questions i really appreciate it and thank you for everybody who came out to uh, to listen and participate as well. I really appreciate that as well. Thank you, guys. And happy, happy, happy... Really
0: appreciate having you here. Happy, happy Halloween to you as well. Thank you, everyone, who joined us today. It was truly lovely Twitter spaces. Origins XYZ will be back next Tuesday, 3 p.m. Paris time, as always. Guys, have a lovely Halloween ahead and as always, see you in the metaverse.